This podcast is sponsored by Oasis Aqua Lounge. Join our online community of sex-positive swingers and individuals looking to make connections while we are all stuck at home. We host events seven days a week and have hundreds of active members to meet and mingle with. Head to members.oasisaqualounge.com to join the party today. Hello and welcome to Sex News with Ray. I'm your host, Ray, and today we're joined by the lovely Lady Pym, professional dominatrix and host of the Bedpost podcast. Well, hello. <laughs> it's always fun trying to find a new way to introduce yourself every single time. <laughs> I know, right? I'm waiting for like the adjective that you're going to use for me this time. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what am I? What am I, Ray? <laughs> you tell me. Just truly glorious. Just yeah. a, a true glory to behold. Uh, Just a champion. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so today in Sex News, we are talking about the topic that we have wanted to talk about this whole time, but did not get to. And that is FOSTA SESTA. And so the article that we are discussing today is called FOSTA SESTA was supposed to thwart sex trafficking. Instead, it sparked a movement. And the source is why.org. Literally, there's two whys. So that's why I was saying it like, <laughs> why? why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I think has something to do with, it was like BBC and NPR or something like that. Like a, It's a fairly reputable source. It would appear so. It, despite two whys and the fact that it looks sketchy like some of the other stuff that I occasionally <laughs> find, I don't think it is. <laughs> And this one's from July 10th, 2020, which is one of our most recent articles we've discussed so far, which is interesting to me. It begins with introducing you to Danielle Blunt and Ariel Wolf, who are two sex workers who also recently finished a study about sex workers that they themselves funded and did the cool. research for. And this study was on FOSTA-SESTA and how it allows states and victims to fight online sex... Oh, SESTA is the Allow States and Victims to Fight Online Sex Trafficking Act and Stop Enabling Sex Traffickers Act. That's what FOSTA-SESTA stands for. And it was passed in 2018 in the U.S. And talks about how sex work has increasingly migrated online. And FOSTA-SESTA wants to shut down the websites that facilitate trafficking. And a side effect of this law, sex workers say that this has put their lives in danger. But it also has mobilized a very vocal online sex worker community with large followings. And basically made it very visible online. And made sex work as a whole very visible online. And now big politicians are finally being asked what their stance on sex work is. They say it started with Craigslist. A personal and erotic services section became a bulletin board for sex workers. Yep. And then Backpage.com, among other escort advertising sites, became a place to negotiate terms of service without having to meet up in real life. Mm -hmm. And some of these sites had, we talked about them, blacklist, blocklist. Sex workers could exchange information on dangerous individuals. So a quote from the article. In a study last year, researchers from Baylor University found that in cities where Craigslist's erotic services section was rolled out, the female homicide rate dropped anywhere from 1 to 17.6%. Wow. Not including crimes in which victims knew their killers. Wow. Yep. Unfortunately, sex traffickers also use these sites. So then the article continues into an interview of Melanie Thompson, a victim of sex trafficking who was kidnapped at 12. Wow. Backpage was used to market her. She rejects the idea that these sites make sex workers safer. And many sex buyers on this website apparently are repeat offenders and you can't see their face. So you can't guarantee if it's the same person or not. Then it goes back into talking a little bit about more FOSTA-SESTA and going in, but Backpage received lawsuits filed by victims of trafficking, but these failed in the courts as web publishers are protected from being legally liable for what users post on their websites. So Facebook is not responsible if you're a racist before FOSTA-SESTA. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. FOSTA-SESTA yeah. creates an exception that makes websites legally liable for any content that help facilitate sex trafficking or prostitution 
even if it was consensual. A number of platforms immediately shut down. Some people would actually see this, I think, like this doesn't mention it in the article, but the average person would have seen this more with Instagram, all of a sudden yeah. really restricting nudity and sexual content, yeah. like more than they already were. And then another quote from the article talks about, in the two years since, sex work advocacy groups have reported a spike in the number of missing and dead sex workers across the country. People have reported that more folks are engaging in street sex work after Backpage got shut down, Albert said. Generally speaking, street sex work is more dangerous than the sort of sex work that was engaged in over the internet. So then the article takes us back to Blunt and Wolf and their research. She points out one of the biggest problems in the past research on sex work is that they don't employ sex workers to do the research or create research instruments for them. Yep. They come from an academic standpoint with no experience, and their questions are always based in stereotypes that has no relevancy to current sex workers. Their study asked participants about financial security, barriers to other forms of labor, and mental health diagnoses to create a more accurate portrait of who is doing this work. And here are some of their findings. There has been a decreased financial stability due to lack of ability to advertise. It's pushed sex workers from online into the streets and sometimes even to pimps. It has increased sex worker exposure to violence. 50% of their sample group had barriers to other forms of labor due to mental health diagnoses, chronic illness, and disability. The study revealed that a lot of people who do sex work do it because they needed a more flexible job than your standard 9 to 5. The only group unaffected by SESTA-FOSTA were sex workers who had already and only worked exclusively on the streets. Mm -hmm. And then we go back to Melanie Thompson and her response. So this is the trafficking victim. And these are two quotes from the article from her. The majority, over 98% of individuals who engage in prostitution, are vulnerable people already, she said. I think it's highly unfortunate if there's somebody who is disabled, and I do recognize that that puts a strain on their workforce or their employment opportunities. However, there are so many other ways to work from home that don't involve the constant reusing and repurchasing of your body. I think this is just another way for people to try to push the pro-prostitution agenda by saying that disabled people, their only option is prostitution. I think that's false. And again, I recognize that they may have a harder time finding work, but this is not the only option. Thompson acknowledged that choice can be a tricky thing when it comes to sex trade, which she calls an oppressive system that thrives off other oppressive systems, namely misogyny, patriarchy, and capitalism. When you recognize prostitution as a system that thrives on those other systems, you can see how prostitution can never be an individual choice, she said. Therefore, I'm sorry, your face right now. I'm just going to keep plowing through. Therefore, many of the people yep. who self-identify <laughs> as sex workers, although on the surface may not have a pimp or an exploiter, are actually engaging in prostitution because of the level of choice and resources that they had. So just to, uh, the, I'm almost done summarizing. And if you want, I can go back and go over the quotes again after for you to just pick apart if you're interested. But there hasn't been much evidence. I can see your face. Who, me? Yeah. Me? Pick apart? Yeah. There hasn't been much evidence to support that FOSTA-SESTA has legitimately reduced trafficking. In fact, there hasn't been much research at all to the law's mm -hmm. effects beyond the one done by these two sex workers. How <laughs> insane. The U.S. government is now doubling oh down on this law and introduced a new one called Earn It. It encourages web platforms to adopt stricter moderation by weakening the law that shields websites from lawsuits over illegal content posted by users. There are concerns this will impact digital privacy. Oh, this is a quote from Danielle Blunt. Earn It is written using, using language to ostensibly stop child sexual abuse material, said Danielle Blunt, but it will likely be used to do as end-to-end -end -end encryption, police language on online platforms, Free speech will be gone. Deplatform sex workers, censor harm reduction materials. Aha! Censor harm reduction materials and make resources for survivors less accessible. Blunt worries that, like FOSTA SESTA, Earn It could be especially harmful to people in vulnerable positions, making resources, community, and information less available and increasing sex workers, survivors, and sex working survivors' exposure to violence. So that's, that's all of that. 
I do want to, I just, I have to say this before we get into the conversation. Mm -hmm. When Melanie Thompson says over 98% of individuals who engage in prostitution are vulnerable people already. Where is she getting that statistic from? It goes back to like, maybe that's the people she was seeing as a trafficked person. Exactly. Like, uh, once again, we're seeing somebody that has experience with sex trafficking speaking for consensual sex workers. It's like it's not even the same thing, not even a little bit. So for her to like from her sex trafficking experience to then extrapolate all of these like figures from where is she getting them exactly to talk about sex work and once again lump in consensual adult sex work with trafficking. It's like just very, very harmful. And not to like take away from her experience at all. And but she uh, clearly is not a sex worker. So why, once again, why are you speaking? Yeah. And I do know that we talked a little bit previously about like, why is it always trafficking versus sex work? They're not the same thing. But the truth is a lot of these articles that we're pulling and a lot of the public discussion is on trafficking versus sex work, which is why it keeps coming up. Totally, It's one of those things where they're almost pitted against each other. Like they're a binary of opinion and it's not that easy, but that's how it's being reported on. So unfortunately, the conversation keeps coming back here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not blaming you, Ray. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm just, I'm also, can you hear how frustrated I am by this? Yeah, exactly. I also picked that quote about uh, disability and sex work also, because I think that that's something that I'm interested in as a whole. Yes, definitely. That's an interesting conversation for sure. And the fact that this person who is, I'm assuming able-bodied and I'm assuming not a sex worker, is talking about the disabled sex worker experience. And I mean, I think a lot of us, if you follow disabled Twitter at all, like that's where I hang out a lot. <laughs> if you follow any disabled Twitter uh, profiles, then they will tell you that Literally, COVID had to come to be able to finally do a lot of jobs from home. Like companies are actively telling disabled applicants for years and years that they can't work from home, that they can't work here because they can't come into the office. So funny that now it's an able-bodied person problem and suddenly it's cool for most of our, our jobs we can work from home. It, it, it's just it's just crazy that I just hate people speaking for other people. It's like Yeah, also that assumption that people are telling disabled people their only option is sex work. It's like no one is telling disabled people their only option is sex work. In fact, people tell disabled people that they're not capable of sexual experiences at all so many times. So nobody is even saying that. Yeah, it's some conflicting things happening in this article for sure. Although, I mean, I know tons of disabled sex workers and I know... I know lots of disabled people that are also people who speak about disability and sex. So, I mean, it's a really, really layered conversation. I have to say, if I got to the point where like, so when I make latex, I, I have to stand for hours at a time. And if someone was like, right. you can't stand for hours at a time now and there's no way to accommodate this or, you know, whatever. I have to say the most lucrative option for me at that point would be sex work. <laughs> like, yeah. Like the idea of how are you even going to pay your bills? If sex work is the most lucrative option and you like doing it, why wouldn't you? Then why not? Yeah. It's yeah. Because of the stigma is literally the only reason like right. everything else. It's like makes fucking sense. Another thing that they really just leave out of the article when talking about like vulnerable communities indulging in sex work because it's the only option. I mean, they leave out like anybody who's trans 
that can't get a job because of their gender identity or gender presentation right? or sexuality in a lot of places like orientation. Because it's not considered professional or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not a passing trans person, then it's going to be really difficult for you to get a job where you're in the public eye um, or interact with the public, like customer service jobs. So that's something that they, I know they just completely left out of that article, but this figure, she say 98% of people and above are doing sex work, have been forced into it. It was something like, in the majority, over 98% of individuals who engage in prostitution are vulnerable people already. So it's not that they're forced into it. It's the idea that, like, if you're doing sex work, you're a vulnerable person. I feel like that's one of those things where she's seeing, she's confusing correlation with causation. Right. Yeah. Right. Like being or like, you know, it's one of those things where it could be correlating. It could be cause. But the point being that, like, we don't know why there's not enough science. We can't make sweeping judgments. Yeah. This is the only study that is literally done on SESTA-FOSTA and how effective it's been in deterring trafficking and also while harming sex workers. Well, we're Canadian. So I. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. okay, So, yeah. So we're Canadian. So we're Canadian. And there's this assumption that FOSTA-SESTA only impacts Americans. So. Right. How does FOSTA-SESTA impact you if you're not American or not even a sex worker, to be honest, because it's impacting everyone right now? Yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, I, I definitely think that it's impacting uh, American sex workers and American people times, you know, however, however amount. <laughs> but it's affecting any any platforms, any online platforms. So people that internationally use the Internet are going to be affected by by SESTA-FOSTA, especially sex workers, obviously, because our business is sexual stuff. So, you know, we're putting sexual content on the internet in order to drive people towards our business. So, you know, things like back page shutting down, you mentioned in the article, that's enormous. That's absolutely huge for all of those reasons that we're losing a big section of business that we used to draw in through these platforms, that our resources are taken away, our community, part of our community is taken away, our ability to like share block lists and what not all of those things. For me personally, I think the biggest impact is is advertising online for sure, because I still uh, do on online like resources and community stuff through the internet, but it's just all private now, basically. So it kind of had to shift there. But Instagram just hates not only sex workers, but women. Right. Like I, I like when they put out that big list of all the hashtags that were now blocked hashtag women was one yeah to show you who are the people that are running these platforms but it's not only sex works it's also like sex adjacent businesses like yeah. uh, sex bloggers who review sex toys sex toy companies things like sexy type performers like burlesque dancers like hashtag burlesque was banned hashtag pasties was banned like Anything that was considered immodest by the most, like, rigid... Puritanical? Yes, standards was taken away. So everyone's exposure went way, 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 way down. So here's one thing I'm always frustrated by. I'm on TikTok. I love TikTok. TikTok's a wonderful place. Um, You can see so many attractive people for hours and hours. And it's not porn. It's just pretty people. So many hours. Yeah. Um, And so I will get lost there for hours. And I posted a few videos. And I posted videos of me in a bikini. And that doesn't get taken down. But if I'm in a bra, it is. Yeah. I had a video of me wearing a latex cat suit taken down for adult content. A bunch of my other ones weren't, but just that one for adult, literally because of the cat suit. 
I think that's the one that got reported. I had one or two taken down because of the latex cat suit. Mm-hmm. But the video of me standing in a latex cat suit and talking about, hey, what do you guys think of my latex cat suit? That didn't get taken down. I don't know. I don't know what the difference is. But you can have underage girls, and this is true of Instagram as well. You can have underage girls in a bikini doing a sexual dance, literally in a thong bikini, shaking their butts, and you can almost see their butthole, and that is acceptable. Yeah. So it's very interesting because, oh, these are just some innocent young women recreating a popular dance is not considered adult content, but me being fully dressed and it just happens to be rubber because some people like to masturbate to the people in rubber, even though, like, would Katy Perry's dress in rubber get taken off of TikTok? No, because she's a celebrity. Right. Lady Gaga wearing a cat suit? A yeah. white celebrity. Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, because all sex work has been by FOSTA-SESTA coded as trafficking, Mm -hmm. so many websites now are like, well, anything that even remotely dips a toe in the direction of sex work or the word sex is now getting banned. Yeah, because as you said in the article, they are liable. That was what happened. They can't take the risk. Like whether or not it's their value, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Everything is basically getting, getting Americanized. Yeah, If you're online, then it's affecting anything you're doing, not depending even where you live. It's internationally happening. If you're online, it's affecting you. Yeah, it's exhausting. Yep. Uh (laughs) It is. I mean, since SESTA-FOSTA, like I've had my podcast, which is sex related, and I did a stage show like pre-COVID. I did a stage show that was sex related. I've been doing both of those things for about six years now, I think. And advertising openly, getting tons of traffic and tons of business via the internet, via Instagram, via, you know, everywhere, by Facebook. And then the last couple of years that Cessna Foster has been in place, I've had all of my accounts that are related to my business bed post have been taken down multiple times over. And these are like sex education, sexy entertainment. No sex is involved. Like the podcast is talking about sex. This stage show is storytelling about sexual encounters and burlesque and sex educators. And my bed post Instagram was a very education focused. All of those things are getting deleted multiple times over under the new SESTA-FOSTA laws. I keep forgetting. I can't say the word nude or naked. Correct. Anywhere. I can post a photo of my naked back in the forest, but I cannot mention that I am naked in that photo. I think nude photography might be okay. But have you noticed that like, I have seen the most graphic art on Instagram. There are some gay artists and it's like, that is a penis. That is a penis and some abs that you have painted there. Um, Wow. And you can paint, like Instagram has some graphic, like sex art. Like it is sex, but it is drawn. Art is okay, apparently. Because no one's being exploited, I guess. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Because the risk isn't trafficking suddenly. Yeah. Yeah, right. I saw an, a piece of art that was like literally it was like a woman being choked by a dick with like mascara down her face. And that was the art. Mm-hmm. Much more graphic than what's directly behind you. That's that's a lovely nude. Artistic <laughs> nude. It. Thank you. It's very nice. No, this was like a, like a woman being choked by a dick mascara down her face kind of piece. And that was allowed yeah. to stay up on Instagram. And I was like, yeah, that's allowed on Instagram. But I can't say... I think nudity should be celebrated because it's natural and we're going to celebrate it with yoga today. Like I can't do that. You know what I mean? YouTube is another platform that's been hugely impacted. Like a lot of sex educators have YouTube channels um, and do a lot of education via their videos. Uh, YouTube has been hugely affected by this as well. 
it's everywhere. And it's just algorithms, right? Like that's the thing why we can't say certain words and why basically no one is using hashtags anymore because that's just um, making the algorithm easier, to, easier find to find you, you and delete you. Yeah. yeah and that's exactly. also why uh, you have to also rotate your algorithms, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then that's also why like people have tons of backup accounts. Yeah. I sorry, rotate your hashtags, not rotate your algorithms. I had a moment. There. Yes, right, right. Yeah. I got I get you. I get you. I get you. Right. People have to have backup accounts because of all of that. And yeah, that never used to be a thing we had to do. But now like every account that is even vaguely sexual in nature, you gotta have a backup because you know it's gonna get deleted. So you're losing thousands and thousands of followers and a lot of times they don't even realize you're gone because it's not like they get notified or anything that your account has been taken down so guess i better start a backup account you should honestly i swear to god because especially if you're using hashtags and using words you know not being so so strict about Um, you know what i'll be careful and if i get deleted i get deleted i guess i don't know i'll figure it out later it sucks though when it's related to your business like that's not an option that's like devastating right right? like i had seven thousand followers on my bedpost instagram at one point and got it deleted just out of nowhere and nobody says anything nobody contacts you and literally i had a show in a couple days uh that i was gonna start just hitting hard with the advertising for ticket sales and that directly related to uh, me losing money. I want to add for our listeners who don't know what her show is. It's literally a sexy variety show. Yeah. So a bunch of different creators all over the city would come together. I think the one that I went to, there was someone doing stand up. There was a burlesque. There was an interview. It's very much like a little bit of everything. It's fairly tame, honestly. It's fairly tame. Before COVID, it was held in a public bar that anyone could attend the show. Like, yeah. you know, like it was very much like if you were of legal drinking age and could get into this bar, it would be appropriate for everyone. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It's not like you were doing live sex on stage. No, we'd have like kink demos the odd time, but I made sure that they didn't include nudity. They didn't include anything like super explicit or like triggery, you know, but yeah, I mean, it was all in the name of fun, right? And celebrating sex- our sexuality and sex. And I think that's what it is. FOSTA SESTA doesn't allow consenting adults to celebrate sexuality. No, it's very, it's not it's not creating a sex positive environment at all. And it's just it's just crazy how the Internet has seemed to completely revert over the last couple of years because of Sesta and Fosta. It's like it used to be a thing that was like like we had Tumblr, like Tumblr the porn best. was like the best thing in the world. There are so many online communities where we could really like indulge in our fantasies and explore sex education. And all of that is now right. just gone. It's so puritanical. It's crazy. I mean, I made I made a, a joke a little bit ago about even as a socialist, like if something's going to make me into a libertarian, it's going to be sex worker rights. Right. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Just the idea that that (laughs) other people think that they get to decide that their morals are the morals that everyone lives by. And people say, oh, it's about ending trafficking. But it's not. It's about ending all sex work. It's about caring that people are having sex outside of marriage, even though people have been doing that since before Christianity and during Christianity and will continue to do that and continue to have sex in ways that other people don't think that they should be having sex. Live and let live. Yep. So... I guess my question is like, people seem to think that ending sex work will end trafficking or that we can't end trafficking without ending sex work. That's 
insane. I mean, you talked last time about how like the supply, not just the demand will always exist, but the supply will always exist. We want to work. Yeah. There are tons of people like, you know, that statistic is insane. There are tons of consenting adult sex workers who love their job, are great at their job and celebrate their job. Like, so we want to do sex work. I've done lots of different jobs in my life. I'm almost 40 at this point. Sex work is like the first job where I feel really at home and it really fits in with the rest of my life really well. And I'm really great at it. And I get to be creative and I get to like so many positives for me. The government wants to reduce the unemployment rate. You're like, great, let me work. Let me do this job. I want to work. (laughs) Let me do my job that I like doing. And this is the job. And believe me, I will not be listed as unemployed. Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, totally. hundred percent. I think the main the main thing here that I really want my listeners to understand is that when you conflate trafficking with sex work, you actually end up making things unsafe for everyone. You say you're trying to protect vulnerable people, but you're actually just endangering those same vulnerable people. You say you're trying to make the world a better place. But who is this place? Who is this world becoming better for? If you want to end trafficking, let's do some research as to what actually ends trafficking. Let's not just start putting blanket statements that affect large groups of people and put some precarious financial positions and precarious safety positions and just be like, well, it's, this feels like a good idea to me. So it must be a good idea, right? Like ask the people yeah. who are being affected by it, like these two sex workers did. Is it working and why? And there aren't enough people in enough positions of power asking those questions. Well said. Commercial break. Hey, everyone. It's your girl, Ray, and I'd like to present to you Power Move, my latest latex collection and short fashion film for this new collection. I'm super excited about this project because it combines body positivity, latex, kickboxing, and fashion. Unfortunately, the pandemic messed with my income as well as many others, so I've launched a Kickstarter to help support the cost of the film. I would love it if you could share the word or consider supporting me. Head to kickstarter.com and look up Power Move. Why, thank you. I love the sound of swallowing on the microphone. So hot. Mm. (laughs) And we're back. (laughs) Hi, Ray and Aaron. What can we do to combat the Earn It Act and make it safer for sex workers to, well, work? Sincerely, someone from Aaron's Instagram. (laughs) Sorry, someone from Lady Pim's Instagram, I should say. (laughs) Um, either or by the way the Earn It Act was the one that was vaguely mentioned in the article the one that's going to encourage web platforms to adopt stricter moderation by weakening the law that shields websites from lawsuits over illegal content posted by users that's the Earn It Act yeah I mean what you can do I mean what we've been doing this year with a lot of the crazy bullshit that's been going on in the world is I think people are more familiar now with like calling your MPs (laughs) you know, emailing your MPs, uh, letting them know what you need to change and why. And there are a lot of forms going around, like specifically, I know with the Earn It It Act, there are some like lovely automated kind of things that people have written up for you that you can just phone and read, or you can just copy and paste it in an email. If you do do that, uh, I would recommend that you do kind of write a little paragraph yourself beforehand, because once again, 
if they get too many with the exact same text, that then an algorithm will delete them, like block it or send it to spam. Yeah, exactly. So you can change a few of the words and make it your own. So that's an option. Something you can do that's very easy just from your home to make things less dangerous for sex workers is anytime you hear like a friend make an off-color joke about sex workers, about sex work, you can say that that's shitty and you can correct them and say they're called sex workers and you can maybe do a little bit of education. That would be lovely. Being vocal about these issues online is difficult because the issues are that we're being censored online. So it is difficult, but I mean, it is important for also non-sex workers to amplify sex workers' voices. So if you ever think that, you know, you want to make a post or you want to make it known about sex worker rights and what's happening with sex workers right now, rather than making your own post about somebody you may not be familiar with their profession, why don't you like share or retweet an actual sex worker's post? That's probably the best thing you could do is to amplify actual sex workers' voices. If you're a journalist, consider how you're reporting on sex work. 100%. And if you have any, if you can pitch to your editors that you want to do pieces on the Earn Act, I actually, the next thing that I'm doing as part of the season is my husband and I will be analyzing a bunch of papers together. So I actually just finished reading a paper about how the way the media reports on issues actually does influence government policymaking. A hundred percent it does. Definitely. If you have the power to report and create public outrage over the Earn It Act, then do that. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I'm saying 100% a lot this episode. I'm really agreeing with you a lot this episode, right? You're really nailing it. It's like I listen to so much about this all the time. And it's all it makes me honestly, sometimes I I listen to this too much and keeps you awake. It's one of those things where I I actually have to take breaks from from reading the news. Sometimes I'm like, I want to be happy today. So for my own mental health, we're just not going to read the news today. Yeah, you, there's got to be a limit, right, of the yeah. doom scrolling. Like, you you can... What is in my know. control? None of this. So I'm not going to read it today. Yeah. However, that's also a privileged place of, like, I can turn off my phone. It's like, but the people who are actually being affected directly by whatever shitty thing I'm reading that's going on in the government, they can't just shut their phone. They're dealing with it yeah. every day. So it's like... Listen, when I... when I There are those days where you deal with misogyny on the street, catcalling, things like that, and you have that day... Where you're like, not today, sir. And you yeah. yell back. And then you have another day where you're like, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. ignore it and be above it today. Right. Like, I think we all have to yeah. Yeah. we yeah. all yeah. have to deal with our with our challenges in whatever way works for you that day. Totally. Yeah. Take care of yourself, everybody, specifically with like, you know, COVID stuff going on, which I know we're going to talk about in the other episode. Like you can only read so many look at so many COVID graphs without losing your mind. So, you know, especially because they change every single day, depending on who reported. But that's the whole. Yeah, you got to follow it to know what's up. And it's like you got to moderate that stuff for yourself. Right. Yeah. I want to call on the uh Fiscal conservatives, not the social conservatives, obviously. You guys can go fuck yourselves on occasion. But uh, I'm going <laughs> to, I don't mean that. I don't mean like who you voted for. Or sometimes I mean who you voted for. But like someone can be, you know, fiscally liberal, socially conservative. 
they're, they're not who I'm talking right. to. If you are consider yourself conservative or you like to think about economics first and people second, whatever it is that you tell yourself. I'm right. being very judgy. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm <laughs> Whatever you tell yourself before you go to bed at night so you can get a good sleep. I apologize. If you are not left and not liberal, that's totally fine. You're allowed to have a different political opinion than I do. It's okay if you're not a socialist. It's okay if you're not a Marxist, rad femme. Like, it's fine. You know what I mean? Like, like you can be whatever you want to be. But if you claim to care about the economy first... And you claim to want to make choices based off of the way the government spends their money. SESTA-FOSTA is a waste of your taxpayer dollars because it's not actually fixing the thing that they say. Good point. Great point. So I think that this is definitely this is not a partisan issue. If you care about the way the government is spending your money, which is what we are voting on anyway, when you vote for your representative, you are voting for the way that the government spends your money and what social programs you think they should be spending your money on. If you think that they should be wasting it on fighting trafficking with something that's an ineffective system that doesn't work, and is actively harming a whole other community. Yeah. I don't understand why people would vote for it when yeah. there's literally no evidence to support that it's effective. And it's just another way that parliament tries to make themselves parliament, maybe not parliament, but in this case, the American government tries to keep themselves relevant by making up issues so that you vote yeah. for them, you know, creating outrage over it. And it's mm. just I'm on a tangent. Mm. I'll bring it back to Aaron, where can people contact or follow you? <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter, where I'm most active. I'm at the Lady Pim One. You can go over to Instagram as well. If you have Instagram, I'm at the Lady Pim. And uh, if you want to email me about hiring me in any way, sex work related, you can do so at ladypim at protonmail.com. We also mentioned my podcast and my show a bunch. It is the Bed Post Podcast. You can find me on any old podcasting apps. Cool. You can follow the podcast at Sex News with Ray on Facebook and Instagram and also Twitter. And submit a listener question through sharewithray.com slash podcast or email sexnewswithray at gmail.com. Follow me personally at WifeBayRay on Instagram unless I get kicked off. We'll find out one day. And TikTok and Razor Latex on Instagram, OnlyFans, and Patreon. This podcast is engineered and produced by Dave Meisner and is hosted at sexnewswithray.podbean.com. The theme music is by Blank and Brilliant. Special thank you to Blue Microphones. Photography for our logo is by Dolly Shots Photography. We will see you next episode where we conclude our time with Lady Pim. 